the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Coming to his hometown, Jesus taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. So the sweet psalmist sings, brothers and sisters, stepbrothers and stepsisters, cousins, uncles, aunts, James, Joseph, Simon, Jude, the faithful in Christ, too, Gentile and Jew. How good and pleasant it is to dwell in unity. There was a time when it was not so, not for Gentile and Jew, not for James. The Holy Gospel says that the folks in Nazareth couldn't figure it out. You've got the wisdom and mighty works of Jesus on the one hand, and James and Joseph and Simon and Jude on the other. The extraordinary and the all too ordinary. So between the two, it's the extraordinary that has to go. They took offense at our Lord, and so he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. The unbelief of James, too. The earliest witnesses say he was either Joseph's son from a previous marriage or our Lord's cousin, the son of Uncle Clopas, who walked with our Lord on the Emmaus Way. Either way, we're talking about someone who saw our Lord grow up, who knew what the angel had said about his miraculous conception and birth, that he was different, holy, the Son of God, who would rule a kingdom that would have no end. Jesus disturbed him, to the point, the Gospels say, that he thought him to be out of his mind, in need of serious help, though no one had challenged the veracity of anything he did, all those mighty works. He was either full of God or the devil. And for a time, James opted for the latter, though he always kept hanging around. 
because Jesus doesn't let us go, doesn't run away from doubters or agnostics or self-righteous Pharisees either. He seeks until he saves the one sheep that has lost, that's wandered off and away. He waits for the prodigal who is dead to him too, never hangs up, always keeps the porch light on over a sign that says, welcome home, so that you can say, his banner over me is love. Just when our Lord and James finally felt their mutual embrace, we don't know. But we do know that our risen Lord appeared to him one on one, just as with Peter and Paul, and that the scales of doubt and deep dislike fell from his eyes too, so that he was there with the rest when the Spirit came like the rush of a mighty wind, and he too proclaimed the splendors of God's mighty works in Jesus, as the Spirit gave him utterance to do. And it was he, of all people, who was ordained first bishop of Christendom's first church, a shepherd in Jerusalem of over 5,000 newly found souls. Such is the grace of God that pursues also you. So let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation. For here, the Lord commands a blessing for every one of you. Whether you right now are financially secure or struggling to make ends meet, whether everything is picture perfect, literally so, or whether there is much of which you are ashamed and would keep in the closet if you could, here, for all of you, together and alike, receive the one holy gift of Christ in you. The past shall be forgotten, a present joy be given, a future grace be promised, a glorious crown in heaven. And we can say all that because of the wisdom given to James, who, as you heard, presided over a convocation of all the apostles and pastors of the Jerusalem church. Is there one church for sinners and another for saints? One for those who feel blessed in, another for those on the edge who feel out, one for Gentiles, another for Jews. Some said you've got to be a Jew first to get in on the goods that God gives in Jesus. Jews didn't eat with Greeks. Could all those Christians who had grown up Jewish stridently played by the rules and had never dined with anyone but their own now drink out of the same chalice 
as those once deemed pagan sinners? Two separate communions is no communion at all, no separate but equal. All the apostles said their peace, but did you notice? No vote was taken. Bishop James simply said, listen to me. My judgment is this. And alleluias have rung out ever since. For as he later wrote, God gives generously to all without reproach. Your baptism is the final word. And if your ears are clogged and your memory is wearing thin, then Christ's body and blood can revive you from within and let you say all over again, I am a child of Abraham, a son, a daughter of the living God. I am a brother, a sister of Jesus Christ by adoption and grace and so an heir of everything that is his. His resurrection is mine. His welcome home with thunderous angelic applause. His never-ending life that can never die again. No wandering off for me again. His cross is mine too. You both can and must say even as James identified himself only as a slave of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, and died a slave's death too, brutally beaten, as was our Lord. And he stood the test and received the crown. And in doing so, lets you believe that you are really blessed, shows you that the Christ life is not a theory, not an aspiration. It's really been lived to the full. Fall with James into the mercy of God. He bids you come here to what he now enjoys to the full the banquet of the marriage of the Lamb. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.